I want winners. I want people that want to win. Hey everybody, this is Double G for BSPN, and we want winners. And this is your check-in, end-of-the-week check-in before Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Cleveland because of their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, and we'll talk about the injury. We'll, we'll get there in a second. But first, we're going to lead with George Kittle. If you didn't see his shirt that he wore last Sunday night underneath his jersey, it was an ode to the old Gary Plummer jersey about the Cowboys. Uh, you, th- there was an F word involved, and he was fined by the league thirteen thousand dollars. And I'm assu- I, I didn't actually see it on the broadcast. So I'm not sure what the fine is for. Maybe uh, if. Someone didn't take a photo of it that would even known about it. And then uh, Micah Parsons was a little frustrated. He gave us the uh, laugh now, cry later. And then Debo Samuel, he responded with, uh, I'm not sure you want to see us again, bro, because it could be worse. So even though the game was a bit of a blowout, I don't expect the Cowboys to just sort of falter. I still think they have a lot of talent on their team and there's a good chance that they'll meet again. And I mean, we only have to look back the last two years and they've met back in the playoffs. Niners have won both those games, but not as uh, by a big a margin as uh, they did on Sunday. So something to keep an eye on this, uh, this Niners Cowboys rivalry football is always better. I believe when the Niners and Cowboys are good because there's so much history even going back to the 70s uh, with these two franchises. And, you know, when I was growing up and I was reading all of those old Super Bowl books and I was seeing how often Dallas, even in the 70s, knocked the 49ers out of the playoffs. And in some instances, it was the 49ers' own unforced errors causing them to not make it to the Super Bowl in the 70s. I'm not mad about these moments because, man... You know, and I talked about this last week, you know, going back to 92, I think that was the most heartbroken I've ever been watching football was losing to the Cowboys in that NFC championship. So I'm not mad. Let's let's keep beating the Cowboys. Let's just, uh, you know, we can beat them as many times in a row as humanly possible. Okay, so let's get back to this injury report here. Uh, 49ers... They look pretty good on the injury report. Drake Greenlaw still has this uh, injury. I I thought it was ankle, but it looks like it's hamstring related. And this might just be a problem all year long. And at some point, he's probably going to have to take a week off. Maybe when when the bye week comes off, maybe he can take two weeks off to try and and fix this thing. Because, you know, where you really want him to be available uh, is as we get closer to the end of the season. Obviously, you, you want him available all the time, but uh, that would be a little bit of a of a worry because he's had such a fantastic year so far. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, who has been out for the last couple weeks, often injured Elijah Mitchell. He's got a knee issue. He is questionable, and this is an interesting one because the 49ers... 
uh, are facing, they're kind of facing their own defense in a sense. Uh, Cleveland Browns are the number one rated defense by that metric. And they, they, uh, their defense is the wide nine, which is what the 49ers run where you, you widen out the, the defensive ends. And I was doing a little bit of a reading. Uh, Matt Barrows had a piece on it and, Originally, it was created to stop a lot of those outside runs. Um, you sort of force the running back inside automatically based on the positioning of your defensive ends. And But, you know, you can imagine also that it, it allows the ends to get a nice angle toward the quarterback. So, you know, we hear it as uh, for pass rushing and, and, and for, you know, the, the way that the if you have great pass rushing ends... You know, this helps them, but it's really about the run game. So as far as Mitchell is concerned, uh, CMC, uh, he's been, you know, he's taken some hard hits there. He did not have a fantastic, fantastic game against Dallas, though he was still, you know, when he's on the field, his his gravity, Rod, Rod has compared it to Steph Curry being on the court. You kind of have to, you know, just pay attention to him at all times, even if he's not in the play, because he very quickly could be in the play. Uh, I do wonder if you, you see a few different running backs this game because they're going to key. I mean, the defense is sort of built to key on, on stopping some of what the 49ers do really well. And Kyle Shanahan has said that he hated playing against this defense when he was an offensive coordinator. So uh, it's partially why his his defense employs this style. Uh, and on the other side is Jim Schwartz, good old friend uh, of the 49ers. You remember the Harbaugh-Jim Schwartz game where Harbaugh patted him pretty hard on the back and he took offense to that. You know, Harbaugh, the old uh, the old schoolyard bully. And and so, you know, he's. I'm sure there's no love loss for, for Jim Schwartz and, and this franchise. So it's going to be an interesting matchup on that side of the ball when the 49ers have the ball because... Cleveland has the personnel to make it hard it, to keep it low scoring. And the reason why they're going to need to keep it low scoring is because, again, no Deshaun Watson for the second week in a row. That is, and this is uh, also uh, coming off of the bye when he did not play. So the, I guess the idea, and, and there's a lot of mystery around this. I was clicking around and reading, uh, I think, Zach Jackson for, for The Athletic. He was writing about this and that, you know, they had just assumed, and, and coaches, too, had just sort of assumed that he was going to play last week. And he didn't. And and uh, and so, actually, was it even – I'm not even sure if it was last week. When did they last play? I'll, I'll look at that here in, in a second. Uh, so the, the situation is that they now have to uh, put – PJ Walker in, in, in as QB one here, um, and you know nothing against PJ Walker, but PJ Walker is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is a he is a backup, and and they signed him uh, because they're they're uh, the quarterback that they that they put in. Um, What's it Thompson? Um, it, he he had a, he had a really rough game against uh against Baltimore. So that is uh that is the situation here as far as the QB is concerned and the 49ers not to say that 
they are going to prey on this on this quarterback. Uh, yeah, actually, it was uh, it was it was in week four, I guess, is when is when Watson uh, got hurt or when he was uh, yeah week four. Watson got hurt against Baltimore, and then I think they had a bye last week, so they thought that coming off of the bye that. Uh, that Watson would be ready for this game. And I think the assumption was that he was just, it was just going to be fine. But according to the the coaching staff is he's like still doing rehab on his shoulder. So when you're doing rehab prior and not, and not even really practicing like that is, that is a sign that he's not going to play. And they, they made the, um, they they made that note uh, last. I guess it was even in the middle of the week. He was unlikely to play, and then they came out yesterday and said he is definitely uh, not playing. The quarterback that that they played last week was Dorian uh, two weeks ago. Dorian Thompson, uh, I guess Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and and he had a, he had three interceptions. And the idea was that uh, PJ Walker is just a little bit more of a vet. Uh, I get they they actually had. Do, uh, Josh Dobbs, who we saw what Josh Dobbs did to the 49ers a few weeks ago, that would have been kind of perfect for for what they need to do. Uh, now, Josh Dobbs did not play as great last week. Uh, you know, some some are saying, you know, Cinderella, uh, the pumpkin, uh, chariot turned back into a pumpkin or whatever for him. But I still think, you know, he, he's got a lot of responsibility and... He's going to have some some bad games, but I still thought he did some really good things against the Niners. Okay, so P.J. Walker, in his last three seasons, so this is his fourth year in the NFL, he has uh, he's played a total of 15 games for the Carolina Panthers. He has a 57.5 completion percentage, uh, twice as many interceptions as, as touchdowns. Uh, and the other thing is that, you know, you think of, uh, I assumed that he was a little bit more of a running QB than he is, but he's not really a, a running QB. He only has 50 yards rushing in those three uh, in those those three seasons. So he's back there and he's playing from the pocket. And the 49ers, uh, I, I'm sure that they actually would embrace that a little bit more than someone who's got who's a little bit more of a threat to to run. And he may he may have to do a little bit more of that, but just historically so far in his career, he has not been uh, much of a of a running QB. Uh, so that leads us to uh, this Week Six game. I think the 49ers are favored by a ton here. They are going into Cleveland. It is a morning game. There are some scenarios in which I think you could say, you know, oh, I hope the 49ers aren't you know looking ahead. And, and taking their eye off the ball here. But uh, through five games, and I, I took this stat from Aaron Schatz, uh, he of the creation of the DVOA, they've been tracking the five best NFL teams through five games since 1981 through DVOA. And the Niners sit at number seven. And the previous uh, and and the six teams higher ranked through five games, the ninety one Redskins, uh, now Commanders, they won the Super Bowl. They were the number one team historically since nineteen eighty one, 
in DVOA. Uh, the 2007 New England Patriots, obviously the undefeated team. They lost the Super Bowl. Uh, the 99 Rams, we remember the 99 Rams. Uh, that fast, the fastest team on turf. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, number four, the 2006 Chicago Bears. They lost in the Super Bowl. And then the 2019 New England Patriots, they did not get to the Super Bowl. They made the playoffs. So, uh, And then the 2013 Denver Broncos, they lost in the Super Bowl. So those are those are teams, you know, you kind of want to be in lists like this because it kind of bodes well for what you are doing. It shows that through five games, you're you're in some nice territory. Obviously, doesn't mean you know the you you can it's, anything can happen, and and this list is, is meaning this list is going to be meaningless to, <laughs> after this game. But I just thought it was interesting, you know, when you think about what the Niners have done, and you think about. You know, are they as good as we think that they are? They're in some pretty nice territory for uh, teams through five games, so that's uh, that that's something that uh, that's pretty cool. And I, uh, I I don't know if Aaron Schatz is going to continue to do this list through six games and through seven games and through eight games. We'll see. Uh, also, for the Browns, they're going to be missing their guard uh, Joel or jo- no, it's not, it's not Joel Embiid, uh, Joel. Betonio, he has a knee injury. He is out, and he's not going to play along with Watson. They have a few more folks uh, who are questionable. Uh, and the Niners, the only two people on the on the report so far. Now, now people can show up on, on Sunday morning, but just Mitchell and, and Greenlaw are the only ones who are on this uh, injury report. All right, so what does that mean? Well, Sunday, Niners and, and Browns, 10 a.m., I'm going to predict a Niners victory. I think it's going to be low scoring, though. Miles Garrett and company, uh, I think they're going to create a little bit of havoc. And and again, we we talked about this. How do you get Brock Purdy out of his comfort zone? Well, we don't know because we've never seen him out of his comfort zone yet. This could be a game where they're able to get some pressure and take advantage of what we sort of believe is maybe not that great of an offensive line. Uh, But... You know, then he just doesn't make that many mistakes. The team itself does not make that many mistakes. So there's not that many opportunities for Cleveland to turn the ball over, to get some turnovers, to kind of get some defensive scoring. Maybe it maybe it comes on special teams. The Niners special teams has been uh, pretty good so far through five games. I'm going to say something like a uh, 24 to 10 ish victory Niners score a touchdown in the fourth quarter to kind of put it away. But I, I kind of wonder if the Browns are going to hang around. Everyone's waiting for Watson to come back. There's a toughness to this team. They're the number one rated defense for a reason. And that QB, you know, that QB position has just been, uh, it hasn't been great. And Watson himself has only really had, you know, a couple good games so far, but, uh, I think they're going to hang, and I think the Niners, you know, just that that early start. It's not it's not what they're used to. Body, it's still early in the season. They all, you always get that adjustment, and uh, you know, I think the game. I think the game could resemble a little bit more of that Arizona game where they get out to a little bit of a, a good start. The other team hangs in there, maybe even gives you a scare too, and then you got to score late to kind of put it away. So that is my prediction. Rod and I will be back. Sunday after the game, 
probably 1.30-ish Pacific to live stream on our YouTube channel. Just search for BSPN uh, Bay Area. There's a link to it in, in the show notes on this feed. So you can find our YouTube channel and you can subscribe. We're, we're picking up a few uh, more subscribers during the season, which is always great to see. Really appreciate you all. And, uh, and then we'll have the podcast, the audio in this feed soon thereafter, soon after we record the video show, uh, I will also get the audio show up. So see you tomorrow. 49ers Browns. Let's hope for a six and zero start here for the Niners. Let's hope the, you know, no one gets hurt and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, Rod and I will be back. We will talk to you tomorrow. I am double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.